Welcome to Strong Faith, Fit Life, the dailyish podcast where we explore the intersection of faith and health to help you build strength from the inside out. My name is Deborah. Welcome to the show. Episode 24, More is Caught Than Taught. Growing up, my parents liked to use catchphrases as teaching tools. I love them, and I still use them with my kids today. And often I find myself in situations where those catchphrases just spring to mind unbidden. I don't even think about them and they're just there. They pop into my head. And so I'm going to ask, I wonder how many of you have heard these catchphrases before? In for a penny, in for a pound. The early bird catches the worm. Time and tide waits for no one. Move it or lose it. Strike while the iron's hot. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Or my favorite one, and I do use this when I'm driving all the time, he who hesitates is lost. And that's always when I'm coming up to an intersection and I'm trying to decide whether or not I go or (laughs) whether or not I go. And as my husband would say, you don't go as often as you ought to. Yes, yes, I don't. Caution. I'm all about caution. So when you hear all of these, I bet you just like me, you have phrases that you use in your life that you don't even realize you use. And they were probably used by your parents or someone influential in your life. And here's the thing. If you haven't heard them, don't worry. I've linked a webpage with 30 of these types of things in the show notes so you guys can check them out. However, I will say this. In these phrases, you hear hints of historically influential people. We see shades of Machiavelli, who wrote the famous book called The Prince. We see elements of Sun Tzu's influence from his book, The Art of War. I also see shades of the ever-influential Benjamin Franklin, who rehashed many of these sayings in his Poor Richard's Almanac. And lastly, we see the influence of 14th century author Geoffrey Chaucer, who was a poet, and we know him as the father of English literature. And here's the thing. Most of these men probably wrote down only what was already being said around them. After all, authors don't just work in a vacuum, and I can guarantee you that some of these phrases like time and tide, they wait for no one, everybody knows that. Time moves on, tides come, tides go, they don't actually wait for anyone. These are just kind of common sense phrases that people used, and authors, like I said, they don't work in a vacuum. They write the world as they see it, know it, and experience it, and then they attempt to convey it so we the readers can become immersed in their world. Even our amazing science fiction writers use the world around them to ensure their readers go on a journey they can connect to. And many of these amazing authors influence us today. And like I said, maybe some of these phrases, you haven't heard these particular ones, but your family had phrases that you used, or maybe you use phrases in your family, and now they are influencing the next generation. So one of those questions that always pops into my head is what makes something influential? Is it just because it's you repeated something over and over? Is it a timely use of a specific phrase or activity? Or is it simply seeing a behavior reinforce, reinforced with something catchy? What makes an Instagram or TikTok influencer so powerful? Is it just marketing or are they speaking to us about something that we've already seen, experienced, or need help understanding? Well, I have no idea why some things become a lasting influence and others disappear into obscurity. 
I know one thing is certain. When it comes to your kids in your home or the people that are around you if you don't have children in influence, more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. I have an uncle who used the phrase, do what I say, not what I do. And I always found that funny so I always find that phrase so funny because you can command people to do something, but it's not what you command that they do that usually happens. An example of don't smoke, eat healthy, take care of yourselves. All of those are great things. But if we see the opposite in action, then we have another problem. So if a smoking person says, oh, don't be like me, don't smoke. But we see that all the time and they look perfectly healthy. We might say, why not? If we see somebody eating, you know, running through the drive-through consistently, we might say, well, this is what I know, therefore this is what I do. If we see a mom sacrifice herself and her well-being to take care of her children or her spouse or maybe her job, um, and maybe she's not even a mom, maybe just people around her and she influences them, and they see her doing that, people might say, ah, oh, this is what I need to do. We say these things and phrases that we do, that we find and we're passionate about to people around us. And the example is set in different ways where the behavior is usually copied because we're great mimickers. There are some who can take what they see and choose the opposite. And I want to say this is just very true. It is possible to do this. I like to tell my kids to see what we do as a family and to pick the best parts. If they don't like something, let it go. This is a recognition that not everything we do needs to be kept in our kids' lives or in our, the people we're influencing live, in their lives, especially if it's, they're not being served by it. Just because you do something and it works well for you doesn't mean it works well for someone else, but it might give them a path to start on and try, and it might be the path that tells them not this, and that's okay. And the truth is we have a sense of normalcy surrounding by what we see on a day-to-day basis, okay? And this is just true by our choices. What we see day-to-day is what is normal. I'm going to say that again. What we see on a daily basis is what becomes normal. So if you have voices raised on a daily basis and we're yelling at people around us, this might become normal to those who are watching us. This would be our normal behavior. If we are calm and collected and quiet, that might become our normal. If we have great advice, people are going to know to come to you for great advice. If you choose healthy choices for you and they see people see the benefits that you have in that, they're going to come to you for the for that influence. They're going to see on a day-to-day basis that you are choosing something that provides a specific outcome. Now, We can't guarantee that they're going to want that outcome. We're also not going to be able to guarantee that they get that outcome because that's not how it works. However, we do know that when we make certain choices, that there is an optimal outcome in some cases. We do know that if you choose vegetables over French fries consistently, we know that choosing vegetables is going to have a better and more optimal outcome. Uh, If you haven't seen the the documentary, Super Size Me, I'll link it below. Uh, Definitely, it's a great thing to watch. You can see the influence of the extra caloric intake. And you know what? You get benefits from the extra caloric intake and it's not pretty. 
Just because you get a benefit of extra calories and extra energy doesn't mean that it has benefits to you. In fact, the gentleman who did it, his health suffered greatly. And if imagine if every time someone said supersize me, which I know McDonald's doesn't do anymore, but imagine if somebody, every time we said that it was an extra serving of vegetables or, um, instead of, you know, something processed, it was an extra serving of fruit we would find different outcomes. And we do know this, that if somebody, if you were to talk about a step today and we had two people lined up side by side and on January 1st, person A says, I'm gonna eat one donut every day for the next year. And the other person says, I'm gonna eat an extra serving of vegetables every day for the next year. We're gonna have two vastly different health outcomes. If you example this, I was looking for the right word, but if you show this to the people that you are influencing, they're going to see what that outcome is. So I ask you this question, what's the legacy you want to leave behind? What do you want to leave with those that you influence? If you're a mom, what do you want to leave for your kids? If you're influencing maybe people at work, what do you want to leave for them? Do you want to leave something that shows people to grow their health? Or do you want to leave something that shows how to detract from health? So with this idea, more is caught than taught. We want to keep that in mind. And we can infer that fitness, healthy nutrition, routine fitness, good mental health, good sleep habits, all of those should start in the most influential place in our children's lives, and that is the home. And if you don't have children, you need to, you can show that and showcase that in the influential influential place where you are most influential. Maybe that's a volunteer position. Maybe that's at your church. Maybe that is... um, just mentoring somebody. All of these are wonderful. You can mentor someone just by simply being involved in their lives and by showing up and doing activities that showcase a different way to live. Influence starts by just picking our activities. And if we want our children and those we influence to pick up on healthy habits, then guess what, guys? We've got to create them for ourselves because you can't walk around telling people to eat healthy if you don't showcase what healthy is. You can't tell someone to have a fit life if you don't showcase what fit is. Now, everyone needs to see that effort is made and it's done without this massive amount of perfection. It's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to be flawed. It's okay to take an 80-20 approach. You know what? 80% on, 20% having a realistic life. It's okay to eat a piece of cake in moderation. It's okay to have a taco and a hamburger. Also okay to eat several servings a day of vegetables and eating our balance of fruit. All of these things are okay. We just need to showcase them through the legacy that we want to leave behind. Sometimes I think we don't think about that influence. We think about the day-to-day, we're caught up, we're muddling through, and we sometimes need to think just a little bit bigger. Now listen, I want to make it very clear. You're not trying to control what your children do with an iron fist, okay? But it does mean that you're going to demonstrate and influence them through the things that you find as a value that you're leaving your legacy through, okay? You are the biggest influence in your home. You are the biggest influence for people around you. So set your family up for success. Set those you mentor up for success by modeling sloppy success and moderation. But do hard things. Let other people see that you do hard things. Because I can tell you, when they watch you do those hard things, 
not only do they respect you for those hard things, but more importantly, they know that it is possible to live a more abundant and healthy life because they've seen you do it. Hey, if you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to follow the show so you can get notified when I drop a new episode. You can also join me in the Facebook group, Strong Faith Fit Life, where I drop daily accountability posts covering nutrition and fitness and wellness and mental health. I hope to see you there. Until next time. Bye.